Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Redefine Your Life podcast, where we will talk about navigating the human experience supernaturally. I'm Julia. And I'm Faith, and we will be discussing how balancing our physical and metaphysical realities can bring more fun, joy, and abundance into your everyday life. Namaste. Let's dive in. Hey everybody and welcome back. Today we are going to talk about why having a creative outlet or hobby is important and maybe touch briefly on uh, the divine feminine intelligence and what it looks like when we align with that energy and how that will enable us and our creative outlets to flourish. So just to talk briefly about what the divine feminine intelligence is and what this means to me, um, in my mind, it in, it resembles the spectrum of our beings that can express through creation. So that can look like letting go of things, like it can look like channeling your traumas and actually allowing for them to come out into creation. It can look like channeling love and allowing for your heart to come out in creation. It's just allowing for parts of you to be birthed into something. That's what we think of when we think of like the divine feminine creation energy. And when we slow down and we really allow and honor what we are and what we're feeling and what we are experiencing, that is when we can channel that feeling into creation and into something. Well, thank you for explaining that because I honestly had no idea what it was until you had just mentioned it. So that was beautiful. Okay, cool. So then we can get into a little bit about um, recently what I felt and maybe just talk a little bit about my journey of coming into contact with the divine feminine intelligence and how it like has brought itself almost into my life. And I didn't even really know what I was really trying to attract into my life until like kind of recently, I guess, like Mm. having that like exterior zoom out perspective has like helped me to understand where in areas of my life I have been my own resistance and my own block for Mm. my creative outlets. Mm -hmm. So things that I like to do just creatively, like um, I'm not like much into, I can't, I shouldn't even say I can't because that's a self-limiting belief. I, I tell myself that I, I used to tell myself that I wasn't creative. I used to tell myself that I don't have any special talents or, you know, like I'm just like a math science person. Like I'm a brainiac. Like I like science and I like when things make sense and I like problem solving and, you know, things that fit into a box. There's you know, it, so, it just, yeah. There's so many. There's just so many different options. Mm-hmm. And it's better to just not tell yourself that you're not creative because that is going to put you in the wrong mm-hmm. mindset right there because there are so many options. And just because you don't see that thing as a creative outlet, that doesn't mean that it's not. Because or, there's a whole world of other people who do see it that way. Yeah. Or even if you don't, it's, even if it's not that you don't realize that it's a creative outlet, even if you're like, yeah, that is a creative outlet, but you devalue it by saying that it's mm-hmm. not important, mm-hmm. that you're that your hobby is not as important. I can't do my hobby today because I have to do my job today. And that's not exactly good for you because when you're feeling into like harnessing that creative energy is all about being open to receiving it when it flows through you. 
and being connected with how you're feeling, right? Because that's, that's how huge. it comes through you. It comes through you. Like you ever heard somebody like, I'm creative. Like I love creating, but like I'm in like a block right now and I'm really mm-hmm. emotional right now. Mm-hmm. And what they don't realize is that them telling themselves that they're not in a mental space to create is what's actually resisting them from moving yeah. through what they're feeling. That is the blockage. And, and what they're feeling too. Like, so not only are they capping their creative abilities and not saying that we should just like be trying to like monetize on all of our like traumas and shit like that. That's not what I'm getting at here with like creative, like creating something doesn't have to be creating it to monetize on it. Mm-hmm. In fact, I feel like it shouldn't be monetized to some degree because then you put a pressure on it to continue to have a certain expectation of your heart coming out. I agree. And what is coming out is is the heart. So what's coming out, like if we were to analyze that and have an expectation around it, how is that even allowing for it to truly come forward then for what it is? Yeah. Like people, even with abstract things, you don't analyze the abstract art and be like, well, I was expecting to understand this. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Would you expect to understand someone else's experience? Exactly. You're trying to. This person's trying to communicate their experience to you through their mm-hmm. art, through their expression. And if that expression is abstract, then it might mean that how they felt through that experience was abstract. That's Maybe that's just how their brain works. Mm-hmm. Nobody's mm-hmm. minds are exactly alike. That's how they process their hurt. That's how they process their feelings. Mm-hmm. They process it through however it is that they do it. So for me, sometimes it's looked like movement. So for me, yeah. movement, connection to my my physical body and the beauty that can even come from your physical body. So your physical body, like the, the idea of creation also doesn't have to be tangible. I think that's also very oh, important. Oh, that's very important. Yeah. Creation is not always tangible. So you could express yourself and create like expressive dance. Like let's just say like you're just like letting out these emotions and like you've ever been like making weird noises and just like <laughs> wah, wah, and just like letting it out, right? Like expressing yourself is exactly how like when you show all of that when that comes out that is your creative expression that is what that is that's creativity that's the divine feminine intelligence coming right through you right and why why do we have to put it in a box why do we have to limit what we think that creation is like there are so many different possibilities and i think that that's beautiful that you added the physical movement mm-hmm. because i've never even thought about that that mm-hmm. way and it's not but something it tangible so right sense. you yeah. maybe could record it But Mm -hmm. if you didn't record it, it's like live music. I like to think of it that way too. Creating Mm, sounds. Mm -hmm. So if I create sounds with my voice, with an instrument, with shit, with my foot on the ground, right? I'm I'm stomping around. I'm making noise, right? So if I'm creating noise. Yeah, that's still creation. That's still creation, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So when you're belittling yourself in your creation, you're not only pushing away the things that you could potentially be putting out into the world, but you're you're limiting yourself from processing mm. and you're limiting yourself from feeling and being. And creation can be so like micro and yeah. it can be macro. And I think because we are in a society of comparisonism is when we get stuck into self-limiting beliefs because we compare ourselves to other people's creativity as if we could compare ourselves to other people's experiences, right? Exactly. So it's like, but maybe we do. Maybe we do have people we – um, align with and we we um, feel inspired by exactly and then we might relate to somebody else's creativity mm. which is beautiful right but we should keep in mind that just as much as we can relate to them we're never going to completely understand their experience so we're probably never going to completely understand their creation process right you are you your own unique individual mm-hmm. and getting to know your own creative process so maybe we could talk a little bit about that like how I've kind of 
um, gone through figuring out how to tap into that. For example, hula hooping. That was something that I used to watch other people do and admire, felt inspired by, and wanted to learn. So I would YouTube videos. I had a friend who hula hooped. She taught me a bunch of stuff too. And it's important is like how you tap into those things. So maybe it starts with somebody teaching you how to do something. And I think that's a lot of like that beginnerism and like the fear of being a beginner. Mm -hmm. We all have to start somewhere. So when you start, that's who you're comparing yourself to is that start date. So if I compare myself to the start of my hula hooping career or what a career, LOL, my hula hooping <laughs> hobby, my fun outlet for myself, if I could compare anything, I'm not going to be comparing when I, when I think about how expressive I am and how I feel now when I hula hoop versus like when I started, it took about a year for me to get comfortable enough to actually let go of what it looked like and let go of what it the expectation of what we want it to look like. See, this is why I enjoy our conversations together because it gets me thinking. And I love that you always bring these new perspectives to me because now I'm thinking about how cooking dinner for me is now creation. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. People think they don't create you. If you cook for yourself ever in your yeah. entire life, you've created for yourself. It's so simple. I was thinking about the the comparison thing that you said mm. a minute ago, mm -hmm. and I was thinking about my journey in art and painting mm. and how that was something that I really struggled with when I first started painting because I didn't even pick up a paintbrush until I was in high school. I knew that I loved to draw, but when I started painting, I was so afraid because my best friend at the time was phenomenal at art. She was amazing, and I automatically put so much pressure on myself to keep up with her. We feel intimidated to start creation things when other people have natural gifts, abilities, so to speak. Like we all are gifted in some way. So that's why I think too, when you are trying to force a creation, so you're trying to make yourself find something that you're creative about, that's not the way of finding what you're creative about. You have mm -hmm. to think about what you enjoy doing. Yeah. You can't force yourself. Like, sure, it could be like, oh, I've always wanted to play the guitar. And like, that's an example for me. And it's like, I struggle with X, Y, Z. Um, with playing the guitar and comparisonism of other people who are superstars out there playing the guitar for money and making careers and hobbies and lives out of this thing when you just want to do it for fun. Right. So that's, I think, what goes into getting rid of your resistance is the expectation of what the hobby needs to bring into your life. Yeah. And also the expectation that you're going to be good at everything you try. And that you're going to be good at something that you've never tried. Do it for you. Yeah. Like, Do it for yourself. And if you start doing it and you're not really feeling it, like I started hula hooping and I got discouraged because of that comparisonism yeah. and that, you know, it's beginner hard. fear and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. you, it actually does take some determination when you're trying to build a new creation type thing for yourself. So if you are having like a calling, let's say, where you're like, I've always wanted to do this, but I feel like I can't. Maybe that's asking you to challenge yourself. You have to learn to grow. Mm -hmm. You have to practice. It is so rare that you can just pick something up and just be incredible at it right away. Mm -hmm. It takes practice. It takes the dedication. Mm -hmm. So you should release yourself from any of that kind of expectation. Yeah. And like as if, you know, you putting, you know, practicing guitar for a couple of years and then putting it down and then picking it up again, like people get discouraged to pick it up because they don't, they're not as good as they were. Mm, like mm -hmm. that progress yeah. is linear thing like no yeah. progress is not linear like what if you had other priorities come into your life and re-diving into those creative expressions and like not being mad at yourself for 
losing track of it and not being mad at other people for continuing to excel in it while you got off track and really honoring your timing, right? Like honoring how your journey is evolving because we go through cycles of creation because we go through cycles of living and doing and being in that masculine for a while. And then we kind of remember that we are passionate about things and that we do a lot and that we can also just be and in our being and in our just experiencing and sitting with what we are, we know what we love and then what we're passionate about becomes pretty apparent. Yeah. Like that calling of like, oh, you know, like I really want to go to this and I really want to go to a music show or something because when you go and you dance at a show, you're creating through Mm. your dance, through your Mm -hmm. movement. Yeah. So all of those passions that you're like, well, I'm not creative like those people. I don't perform music. Well, no, you don't perform it, but you experience it. It's different for everybody. We all have so much to offer to the world Mm -hmm. and it doesn't need to be offering in the sense that you're selling it to somebody. It doesn't need to be offered in the sense that you're giving it to somebody, you know, just being and expressing yourself is inspiring somebody else. There doesn't have to be any pressure. Mm -hmm. You build your own pressure. Mm-hmm. feminine energy isn't about like looking girly and being feminine and it's it's really just about channeling into the present moment of your experience and then processing that so creation is kind of like a process that that womb energy or that sacral energy which is where you hold your feminine energy by the way so your sacral mm-hmm. energy if we want to talk about the chakras yeah the chakral energy sites um Sacral energy is the second um, energy from the bottom. It's the orange energy flame. So you can think of it as like a pumpkin color. This energy sits inside of all of us. So for men, it's not that it's harder or easier to connect to the energy, but they're pretty much always on like the same line of hormones. They're pretty steady. So women have like this up, down, up, downness. So when we're in alignment with that up, down, up, downness of our energy, we go through phases where we're kind of like getting after it and we have high energy levels because our hormones are high and we're doing a whole lot. And then we have to process what we've been through and we kind of get into like this low energetic frequency where we have to reflect on what we did and the lack of the energy, what it might look like for creation that way. It might not look like a big tangible thing that you created or like you're birthing this big, beautiful thing, but you can continue to, as you're honing into your energy, it's going to flow with your creative energy. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like if you're in tune with yourself, that includes being in tune with where your hormones are at. So as long as you're staying in the present with your emotional energy, with your physical energy, you're going to always have the ability to tap into your creativity. Mm -hmm. It's just about aligning with where you are right now. So if you're trying to force something that you're not feeling, if you're in a low vibrational place or you're in like a resting period of your um, hormones or whatever, then it's going to, you know, um, it's going to look like it's harder to connect with that. But really it just means that your creative energy right now is where it's at. And if you're trying to force yourself to be creative when you don't have the energy, you're really going to be pulling on the nothingness strings, if that makes sense. Yeah. And once again, that's one of those little lessons, like take the pressure off of yourself. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you stop expecting that you have to create when you don't want to, you might just like end up creating and not even realizing it. Like as soon as you let go of that resistance, your body will just like take over and just like figure out what it is that you need to do. 
See, something fun for me is that when I am going through that, where you were just talking about those low phases with your cycle, I feel like that is when I am the most creative. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's when I do my most work. That is when I just want to go up to my office and I want to paint everything. Mm -hmm. I want to write a book. I want to do everything. Mm -hmm. Well, probably because you're not resisting how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you're just honoring, okay, I feel like... (laughs) low energy today. I'm just kind of like a, a sack on the couch here today. Like if you're just like honoring, you're like, today is, is what it is. This is how we are today. And then your day goes smoothly and you're like, wow, if I would have at the beginning of the day been like, today sucks, my day would have sucked. <laughs> right. But because I, at the beginning of the day, I was like, yeah, this it's okay. I'm going to do whatever I want today. I don't really care because I don't feel like doing anything. So I'm going to do what I want. And that's when you end up exactly just like mm-hmm. really getting into where you're the flow. I have been talking so much to people about feeling your emotions here this past couple weeks. Oh my gosh. It is so important to feel what you want to feel and don't let anyone take away from that. Yeah. Yeah. Your emotions when you're feeling something and people are trying to tell you like, oh, just get over it. Oh, oh. So, okay. Yeah. So it kind of sounds like the difference between like coping and healing. So Mm -hmm. when you're when you're coping with something, it could be that you're in a situation where you're there's pressure on you to perform in a certain way. So what it is, is I feel like it's your masculine protecting you by saying, we're going to tough this out and we can process this later. But then you mm. have to make sure you go in and process it later. Yeah. And right? this is a perfect segue for uh, talking about the divine feminine and what the difference is between what most people think that being feminine is. Because feminine is creation. Mm -hmm. Feminine isn't dressing up and looking girly. It is creating and feeling your emotions. Those are the biggest two things that I have learned Mm -hmm. about your divine feminine is feeling what you need to feel and processing your emotions and giving things to the world through your creation. Yeah. I feel like when we process is how we create. Mm -hmm. Like the, the feeling process, the, the processing of our emotions and of what we have experienced mm-hmm. is what births creation. Right. And it makes sense because then it inspires us, right? So it's like we're almost birthing what we experienced in its own way. And like that's I think what's really cool is like how does it come out? Like what does yeah. it look like to you? So I really challenge you guys like think about what does creation look like for you? Yeah. How can you tap into that more? How can you make that a priority into your life and honor its value in your life? Because when you do that, you're going to also honor its value in other people's lives and you're going to really build up our awareness to that creative energy as a collective, right? And just start to get out of the masculine rage mm. that is in like America right now, no. is our society right now. It's just like we have to do so much to catch up because COVID got us so yeah. far behind and it's yeah. like COVID only got you far behind if you weren't paying attention to your like introspection oh my god yeah yeah i feel like it actually got a lot of people like almost like ahead because it's ahead in the sense that it brought us back to the surface girl i have grown so much because of covid oh my gosh yeah covid was a blessing for me that was me blossoming into who i am supposed to be like i thank god yeah weird silver lining i totally agree Mm -hmm. i think covid allowed for so many people to stop making excuses oh my god yeah to just truly deal with some shit because they were like well you know this is heavy and everybody's feeling heavy right now so i don't feel like a burden for processing my heavy 
Mm. You know, like when we process the heaviness of the pandemic as a collective, mm-hmm. I think it gave space for people to process some stuff that they never had wanted to or been Absolutely. able to. Absolutely. All that time alone in the quarantines, mm-hmm. that was the perfect time to sit down with yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say that we don't have a bunch more healing to do. It's not, I mean, we, it's a continued process, but it feels more, I feel at least more in with the crowd when it comes to like in with my own journey rather than feeling like I'm just kind of like on this journey and I'm running to keep up. I'm like on this hustle to keep up with the the journey, you know, and it's more of like, oh no, no, we're good. Like, right. What is the hurry? Like what, (laughs) like, what am I rushing for? Like if I really had everything that I desire or think I desire or think I want in my life that like, if I were, if my masculine were really to get and accomplish and conquer all that it thinks it needs to conquer, my feminine would be like, in there like I don't even know how to process any of this right, because you screaming. didn't pro- yeah like it would be like you didn't even process any of this other shit from like back here from this this trauma or this whatever and you've just been focused so heavily on accomplishing and pushing away your passions and pushing away how you feel that you like get into I don't even know COVID was necessary yeah it was necessary and I think that unfortunately for a lot of people they would have never processed anything. Like a lot of people just like live in their masculine and push that stuff off Mm -hmm. and they needed to be isolated to Mm -hmm. get to that point where you can reach those conclusions. Mm -hmm. I think it also allowed for people in the sharing of our journeys to inspire others to figure out like what healing really looks like. Oh yeah. And we have that much more attention on social media because everybody's home all the time and not really Mm -hmm. home all the time, but you know, like online all the time Mm -hmm. because we have so much free time. Like everyone was online watching everybody else process their shit and like Mm -hmm. having people come out with all of their different, you know, things that are happening to them and just being very vulnerable. Um, And I feel like the feminine intelligence is also very vulnerable because while we're feeling our shift and we're like going through that and birthing our creation – we are, if we're sharing it with others, even if it's just like in your immediate circle, like not like others, like the public, but even if you're sharing it with others, that can be very vulnerable for us because we might not have ever entered that space with even just ourselves. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. So having other people feeling like we need others to guide us into feeling our creativity, I think is also important. I think we should be inspired by watching other people go through their journey and other people creating should inspire you because you know, it's almost like, shit, I have trauma. I should be so creative. Like, (laughs) (laughs) ain't that the truth? (laughs) We think that like, yeah, like that might be a weird thing to say, but like if we have the, you know, ability to go through all of these different challenges in our lives, then we definitely have the ability to process what they feel like and let go of it. Because it's not, you know, it's almost like it's being able to let go of yourself, always telling yourself you're not creative, like being able to let go of the expectations that you've been putting on yourself subconsciously for so long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I'm like, what comes out when that happens? So that's why I feel like we should challenge everybody, yeah, like to dive into that and not think about creativity in the sense of like conquering or it being tangible. Mm -hmm. What do you create that's intangible? Do you sing in the shower? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's such a good example. That's so cute. Do you, um, that's creation. Hmm. What's another one?
I think that meditation is creation. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Anything that's like, I was going to say, um, like yoga. Mm-hmm. I feel like the energy that you conjure for yourself through yoga, that's kind of tangible though. Mm-hmm. I'm like trying to, it's really hard. <laughs> it's, it's because it's, I don't think of tangible, it's, it's going to be rewarding. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. a, it's like, it's yeah. uh, very satisfying when we process and move through things and like let's say it's like for me I'm like really high strung today and I'm like oh my gosh I just like had a really crazy day and I'm just like I need to like work through what I'm feeling so yeah so let's challenge everybody today to do that to see what creation looks like to them to honor the importance of creation because we know it means that we're processing our emotions and our lives and channeling it through ourselves and through our experiences to birth something whether it's tangible or not right right whether it's like an actual like the gift or not but yeah uh let us know what you think of the episode we'd love to hear from you message us on instagram if you haven't already yeah thank you for joining us today guys let us know what you think yeah yeah we'd love to hear from you